Begin to notice your breath. Don't change it. Only notice it. Notice any sensations in your body without feeling judgment or the need to alter them. And take a second to breathe through a moment of calm. Now take an intentional deep breath in and exhale all the chaos. I'm Sanjoria Sidnor, a yoga mama, your host, and owner of Our Families Doing Yoga. I invite you to join me for tea as we explore topics involving parenting, families, health, and well-being. You can't pour from an empty cup, so prepare to fill yours. You're listening to Tea with a Yoga Mama. Hello, and welcome to Tea with a Yoga Mama. I'm your host, Sanjoria Sidnor, and in celebration of Black History Month, I'm sipping on another cup of black tea and a teacup from my late grandmother's tea set. So tea time today is giving me black ancestral vibes. I'm thinking maybe black tea should be the tea of the month. I read a meme on social media that said, I'm black every day, but during Black History Month, I'm blackity black. I mean, why not go all out? It's true. I'm black every day. My perspectives are through a black woman's lens and my conversations will be from my everyday black lived experiences. If any of that bothers you, you'll want to keep it moving because being black in America is not a choice. And though I wouldn't trade it for anything, it is neither a privilege either. But let's get started with today's episode as I share how teaching and learning about black history can be complicated. I must admit that as I brainstormed this topic, my thoughts were all over the place. So forgive me if you don't find the conversation flowing, but I promise that it will all come together. Let's start with my early experiences learning Black history in school. Many of us are familiar with the one page in the textbook that talked about slavery. Some of us may be familiar about the Black History Bulletin Board that spilled over from Dr. Martin Luther King's day, but many of us did not receive a substantial amount of information about Black history in school. I've mentioned my love for libraries and books, and during Black History Month, I remember my elementary school library having bookmarks highlighting historical Black figures and their work. I would go to the library every chance I could to grab one of those bookmarks and read about it. I just had this urge to learn about Black people. My siblings and I were, well, we attended a predominantly white school in St. Louis, and our parents were determined that we understand Black history in the least colonized way that they knew how. So it wasn't uncommon to catch us watching Roots, Queens, or a documentary in our home during the 80s and the 90s. We also regularly attended our local Black Expo events. And since my mom was an educator, we received several <laughs> weekend history lessons about Black civil rights leaders. 
we were even asked to write book reports, but that's being the child of an educator, and that's a whole nother story. So even before becoming a parent, I made mental plans to follow the suit of ours by offering my kids unique and enriching experiences. I would teach and celebrate Black history and the gift of Blackness. I plan to proudly display Black art and books by Black authors as my parents did. And as a Christian, I'd be cognizant of not displaying traditional images of white Jesus in our home. The thought of teaching our children that our Savior was a white man perpetuated trauma. It challenged my beliefs, and it never really sat well with me. But that's a conversation for another day as well. What I did not take into account was the trauma I would invertly trigger through my well intentions. I often share that in Black households, the conversation about race starts early. We affirm our children through compliments about their beautiful Black skin and their beautiful hair. And as they grow, we reaffirm them as they notice that they don't fit into the images commonly seen in media. But our conversations typically shift to include safety, and I'm sure we all tackle that differently. In addition to following my mental plan of offering my children unique and enriching experiences, I often travel to very well-off areas to attend events and activities. I also worked in an affluent, predominantly white district when my son began preschool, so he was able to attend this school at a discounted rate. Each year in his class, he would either be the only Black student or the only other Black student. And that was typically the trend and not uncommon at the events we attended either. So although I was exposing exposing my child to Black culture at home, I wasn't offering him many mirrors outside of our home. It wasn't long before this became concerning. I'll never forget the day my son expressed to me that although he felt confident that he was just as beautiful and capable as any other kid in his class, because he's a very confident kid, he also felt that most white people were, in his four-year-old language, pretty much superior and more beautiful But that part I played in influencing his perspective really hit when we were attending an event that happened to be in St. Louis. And he asked me why there were so many people that looked like him. We continued that conversation for clarity, and I made the decision that I would no longer drive out of my way to attend any more whitewashed events unless the experience was limited to a a once-in-a-lifetime and not available in our area. Our neighborhood school district was not accredited at the time, and I wanted my son to have the excellent educational experience. So I had no plans to remove him from the school district, but I did step my game up to be more intentional about our Black experiences. Yet, some of this was inadvertently traumatizing. 
because the books and movies I grew up on weren't the best option for my son. Now, of course, each child is different because my daughter, she seeks a dramatic plot. And she even found her way to my room when I was watching Harriet and she was glued to the TV and intrigued. But my son, on the other hand, would be described as an empath. So as his mother, I am learning to parent to his needs. But it's a daily lesson. Some of the characteristics that he possess of an empath are being well in tuned to the energy and feelings of other people around him. He avoids conflict and he absorbs the emotions of others. So the movies that I grew up watching were a big no-no for him. But I didn't know this at the time. I was set on him learning and knowing his history, but my approach inflicted trauma And thankfully, it didn't last long because he flat out told me, I don't want to watch movies and read about slavery because it scares me. Those were the words that opened my eyes. Those were the words I needed to hear. So a lot of my approaches to educating my children have shifted, and I expect this to be an ongoing thing. But what will remain is that we are Black. And we will always be sure to celebrate the achievements of Black people and the overall gift of Blackness. Through this episode, what I am hoping to share with you is that it is important to know our history. But Black trauma is real. It's experienced in historical films, present-day movies, books, and especially media. Our history is not isolated to traumatic events. Slavery, civil rights movement, and present-day present day police brutality can be a bit much to internalize. So as a Black person, give yourself permission to take a hard pass on some things. Allow yourself time to rest. Allow your time, yourself time to restore. And, I mean, it's stressful living day-to-day as a Black person. So take the time to celebrate Black culture with no other expectations outside of joy. Now to our white allies, what I'm hoping this episode does for you is activate activism. It's important to acknowledge the history and present-day experiences of Black people, and it is also important to address it in a manner that will support reparations for Black people remembering that reparations are not only through financial means. It is also important that we as Black people don't bear the responsibility of dismantling this broken system that we did not create. Black history is necessary, and celebrating Black people and their contributions is important year-round. You're probably familiar with the quote that says, if you don't know your history, you're bound to repeat it. But for today's herb, I am sharing a quote by Ziggy Marley from his song, Tomorrow People. If you don't know your past, you don't know your future. So know your past, but live in the present. And until next time, take care, mamas. Thank you for joining. 
I hope you enjoyed today's episode and encourage you to check out our YouTube channel, Our Families Doing Yoga, for simple, beginner-friendly yoga videos for the entire family. You can also connect with us on social media. And until the next time, remember, just like tea, we show our strength in hot water.